Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the New Testament letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 17. Listen for God's word to you today. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, Forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So good morning once again. It is so good to be with you all here today uh, on this Sunday morning. And hi to those who are watching online at home this morning, those who will listen to this later on the sermon podcast, but especially to all of you who are here today. You know, um, when we started the service, it seemed as if we were empty, and I looked up and we were full. So thank you for uh, getting here uh, within the five-minute grace period. Um, as many of you know, we are in a series this month um, focused on stewardship, and we're talking about how our faith and our finances relate to each other. So for those of you who were here last week for that Stewardship Sunday sermon, welcome back. Good job. To those of you who are here today and you didn't know it was stewardship season, I've already asked the ushers to lock the back doors. So we're here for a little longer. Um, last week, I gave you uh, three Ps, three Ps uh, related to giving. They included making it a priority, making a plan, and when, for our church, making a plan means giving a, a pledge card so that we, as your church, can plan our own budget and finances. And the third P was progressive giving, which means updating your commitments as your own finances change. Three Ps. But today, I want to take a different angle with you on this important topic. Today, I want to talk about being thankful or giving thanks, being thankful or giving thanks. One of the big reasons that any of us probably give to any organization or cause or to our church is because we're thankful. We want to thank God for the many blessings in our lives. We want to thank God for the gift of life, for the love of family, for the challenge of living with a purpose, for the chance to wake up every day and do it all over again. We want to be thankful people. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're here in the month of November, and in just two weeks, it'll be Thanksgiving, which is that annual uh, chance that we have to overeat and watch football all day. And it's a day when we sit around at a meal with loved ones, and we count our blessings, where we seek to thank God for the good things in our lives. In our scripture reading today from uh, Colossians, St. Paul is writing to the early church, and he's giving them insights about how to live life together. He gives them all kinds of direction and teaching. He gives them words to live by. Paul writes this, As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
Paul describes these words, these adjectives, these attributes, as if they were clothes hanging in the closet. You can picture it. You open your closet and you look inside to see what you've got hanging there, and then you decide, you choose what you're going to put on, what you're going to wear when you go out into the world. When it comes to compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, you already have those things in your closet. You have those things already inside of you, and you can choose day by day to put them on as you go out into the world. I wonder as you go out into your week, you know, with colleagues or clients at work, as you get together with friends, as you parent your children, as you hash out family issues, you have your closet full of these attributes, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and you always have the chance to put them on, and the question every time is, will you do it? Will you work, will you live that way? Will you wear those things out into the world? St. Paul says we are also to clothe ourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Love is the piece de resistance. Love is the thing that matters most. It's what's behind all the other parts of our life. Mark Twain once said that kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. So when we're out there in the world as Christ's people, in our relationships, in our neighborhoods, in our online lives, when we are clothed with these attributes, it makes a difference for those that we meet. Even the blind can see it and the deaf can hear it because it shows up in how we act, how we treat people. This matters for us today because we're here in Thanksgiving season and we know that just a couple weeks from now we'll be at table together with some great food, hopefully with loved ones nearby, and we'll be sharing what we're thankful for. That's the American Thanksgiving tradition. Lauren here a minute ago was teaching the kids the Spanish word, and I want to give you another one. The word for Thanksgiving in Spanish, the word for Thanksgiving in Spanish is this, acción de gracias. See that? You don't need to know a lot of Espanol to see what's involved. The word action is there, and gracias, the word thanks. It's the action of giving thanks or being thankful. It's, it includes our actions, our attitudes, our commitments, our approach to life, not just words. So in our passage today from the New Testament, Paul says this, be thankful, or as the old King James Version puts it, be ye thankful. This is an imperative. It's a command. It's a clear teaching. Be ye thankful. So what does that look like, or what does that take, or what does that mean? I'll give you an example from my life. Um, Recently, as you know, I took a trip to Switzerland and Germany for a study leave um, opportunity, and I flew out of SFO up in San Francisco. And the day that I left, I drove my car to San Mateo to my parents' house, and uh, I left it, I parked it in front, I left the keys inside so that when I got back, I could fly into SFO, get a ride home to their house, pick up my car, and go. And that's what happened. I was away for two weeks, and when I flew back in, I got a ride home from the airport to my parents' house. I picked up the car keys. They weren't home. I got in the car, and on the passenger seat, there were some papers that I saw there. But I was in a hurry, so I put my bags on top of the papers. I put my coat on top of that, and I drove home. Once I got here to home to Los Gatos, I unpacked my car, took out my bags, took back my coat, but those papers were still in the front seat. I just left them there. I went inside. 
To be honest, I didn't pay attention to what they were. It looked like my mom might have written me a little note, you know, something like, welcome back, my beloved son. All is well. That's what I imagined it probably said. So for about a week, I drove around in my car, and these papers were just on the front seat there. But every time I got in, I'd put my computer case there or something else on top of it. Finally, I, I wanted my car to look a little tidier, so I took those pages, whatever they were, and I stuffed them in the glove compartment. <laughs> it was a few days later when I was talking to my mom on the phone, and she said, beloved son, how's the car? And she told me, and I, she told me that while I was gone, she had wanted to run the batteries to make sure that it wouldn't get run down so that when I got back from my trip to SFO, the car would be ready to run. But when she got in, there was an indicator light that said something was wrong with the battery. And then it, it turned out that the car was also overdue for an oil change. And then it turned out that the fob, that little clicker, uh, was out of batteries and had stopped working. For all I know, it was out of gas and had no tires on it. I don't know what was going on. But so she and my dad, they spent time and money and effort to get a new car, to get an oil change, to, to fix the key fob. And she left all this information about what she had done on that little piece of paper in the car so that I would see it when I got back. You know, that little paper I didn't notice, I didn't pay attention to. So, so then on the phone, she said, you know, how's the car? Because we never heard anything back from you after all that we had done. And I wonder if thankfulness is just related to paying attention. Uh, I wonder if, if I had paid attention to what was on the seat next to me, if I had noticed what my mom had done for me, all the trouble she, my parents had gone through to get my car in good shape, I wonder if I would have been more thankful. If I had noticed it earlier, I would have been thankful sooner. I wouldn't have waited three weeks to write a simple thank you card. But the truth is, I wasn't that thankful because I hadn't noticed what she had done. It wasn't clear to me. I just hadn't taken time to, to say, oh, yeah, that happened. I'll be thankful. And I didn't notice it because I didn't slow down and didn't pay attention. As I'm telling you this story, I'm wondering if that sounds familiar to you in some way. Maybe you have a person or a circumstance, a, a place in your life where you've been a little bit like me, kind of in a hurry, maybe taking some things for granted, not noticing the way that someone in your life is helping you or blessing you or loving you, and you didn't notice it because, and then because of that, you didn't have a chance to say thanks, to give an axiom, de gracias. St. Paul says, be ye thankful. And this is true for people and circumstances in our life, but it's also true for all that God has done for us in our lives, the way that we want to respond to what God has given us, to pause and count our blessings, to pay attention to our lives. I wonder if you have eyes of faith to see the way that, that God has been with you in every situation, the way that God has forgiven us, set us free, given us new life, drawn us up out of the pit, set our feet upon the rock, given us new hope. I don't have to count them all out. You know that we have much to give thanks for to God. I was reading an article this last week in the Washington Post about a Vietnam veteran named Jim Roberts. Some of you might have seen this story. 
Back in 1971, he was a high school science teacher when he was sent on a tour of duty into Vietnam. And one day, while he was out there in this field post in the middle of that war, a helicopter touched down and outstepped two young women as part of the program called the Donut Dollies. And back in World War II, these were women who literally brought donuts to the troops in the field to keep up morale. It was sort of this, this, um, this whole program. But by Vietnam, they weren't bringing donuts anymore. These women worked with the American Red Cross, and they would fly into war zones and visit the troops just to bring them uh, some cheer, to play cards with them, maybe a cup of coffee, to give them a, a slice of normalcy during hard times. And the man in this story that was featured, he never saw those women again. He, he never saw them in his life. But while they were there, he had taken a picture of them. I'll show you this picture. And so he always remembered them. He had this picture with him about the way that they came and visited him and talked with him and the way it helped him cope with being so far from home. And so since then, he has been going around showing these pictures to others, hoping that someone can help him identify them. Because even across the miles and after all of those years, he wants to thank them for what they did. In the story, it has a line that says this, There lives in Roberts a deep human desire to express gratitude. And as we're talking about it today, I wonder if you also have that same deep human desire to express gratitude. To be thankful to reflect on your life, to notice what is there, and then to act on it. Just like those attributes in the closet that we can choose to put on, compassion and kindness, humility, meekness and patience, thankfulness is the same way. So I want to help you today. I want to help you out because I always want to link God's word in the Bible with our lives today and then maybe give us something to do about it, a way to respond to it. On the way in, you might have noticed in the narthex that we have set out a whole table full of thank you cards. And they're going to be over in the coffee hour as well. And um, the question that they have there is, who will you thank this week? I want to invite you to stop by and pick up a card or two or three and take them home. Maybe just to continue to reflect on who it is that you want to say thank you to, who you want to appreciate, who, what do you want to notice in your life and give thanks Maybe you've overlooked somebody the way I did with my mom after she helped me with my car. Maybe you meant to, th to thank somebody, but you, you forgot. Maybe you want to say you're thankful for a relationship you have with somebody, or you want to help your kids or your grandkids by modeling behavior of showing thanks. So you're invited after the service today to pick up some of those cards and take them with you. It's just a gift from your church, and it's an opportunity to maybe notice something in your life and be thankful for it, to act on it. There's a deep human desire to express gratitude, especially when we take time to notice all that we have and to say thanks. We have thankful hearts when we take those things out of the closet and put them on and wear them. And that's always the question. Will we do it? Will we clothe ourselves with thanks? One action you can take today is to take a thank you card and write to somebody. Another action you can take today is to pick up your pledge card once it gets mailed to you. <laughs> or pick one up in the church office. And you can make sure that you are giving thanks to God through your giving to support our church as we seek to be a blessing 
in your life and also in the lives of people around us. The axion de gracias can take many forms, but God's word is clear. In whatever you do, whether in thoughts or words, attitudes or actions, be ye thankful and do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen.